0: is my boomstick
2: what's your favorite scary movie good evening and welcome to shiver a horror movie podcast we are your hosts
1: I'm I'm muted and I'm Daniel Debona. <laughs> Hi, I'm muted Daniel DeBona,
2: and I'm David Uyoa. And with us here to round out the very last summer movie fan fest uh episode is my friend and yours, Andy Jacone. Welcome back, Andy.
0: Hello, how are you guys doing?
2: Doing great, man. That's good. Yeah, but much better now now that uh now that we're all here. Yeah. 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 So um So uh, just as as a, um, I I guess, disclaimer, we had originally said we were going to do Shadow of the Vampire, and it ended up being that Shadow of the Vampire is – and, of course, that was Andy's choice, right – uh, but Shadow of the Vampire was ridiculously difficult to get a hold of.
1: Right. Yeah, like you've you found you found DVDs of it for like 70 bucks a pop and it's not yeah. streaming anywhere. Wow. No, it doesn't stream
2: anywhere. Uh unless it's you know like some sort of illegal streaming website that I don't want to get into now, you know, seeing as though uh is Russia's probably gonna be watching me watch it. Um
1: <laughs> you know. Uh, wait, wait a minute, Russia watches all the things we watch on our laptop? No. I mean, <laughs> yes, comrade. I, I, I don't know. Um, well, I hope they like clowns because I'm going through a weird new thing. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm getting my, uh, my my Lego fix on that new castle they released because I I, I, I can't buy it yet because it's uh. so expensive. <laughs> and, I, and I met my quota. So... Um, so it, it was near impossible to, to find this thing. Like, yeah, we could have paid like $70 for an out of print DVD. Um, so uh, it, there's really, I think, uh, very little point in talking about a movie that is going to be very difficult for, for the viewers and, and the listeners to, to watch if they haven't seen already. Um, so should it ever start streaming – we will definitely do Shadow of the Vampire and Andy, you'll be back on for that. Oh, thank so, you. yeah. So, as, as a substitute, um, you know, we reached out to Andy. We were like, hey, listen, um, what do you want to do instead? And you said Oculus, right? Um, so, I love that this is happening because um daniel and i uh we have such a a great mutual love for mike flanagan Mm -hmm. and we with the exception of a a two-part episode that we did back when the haunting of hill house first came out right we haven't talked about mike flanagan i mean there's been little things here and there like yeah we should do gerald's game yeah we should do dr sleep we should do this we should do that um you know we've mentioned midnight mass Mm -hmm. haunting of bly manor but we haven't done a Mike Flanagan episode since then. So, um, I mean, this guy is probably about as close as you can get to a, a household name and horror today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Jordan Peele and there's him. Like these are like mm-hmm. the the new yes. elite, the new avant-garde. Um, which, by the way, saw Nope, and it was fantastic. Can't so, wait. Um, I have to see that. Yeah, i uh, i have to i have to kind of you know throw that out there, um, but this movie comes pretty early in his career. Uh, yeah, you know we're we're talking about a movie that's nine years old at this point. Was this was this prior to
1: uh, Ouija Origin of Evil? No, it was we- I think? Oh.
0: Yeah, no, no, it did come out before. Yeah, yeah. Ouija Origin yeah. of
1: Evil was two thousand sixteen. Right. Um, and and that's another really
2: really good one and so underrated because you think okay well it's 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 a a... sequel to a movie about a board game (laughs) like how good is it gonna be um i fucking love that movie it was really good um so 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 this one right being so early in his career how how good is it like how does it stand the test of time is it still a good movie is it still even a good like mike flanagan movie uh so andy i'll kick it to you first
0: i I saw this movie though I've seen it I've seen it about three times I saw it a couple of days ago um if you try to get into the if you try to take this movie for for what it is what 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 it could be or what it is uh, uh I'm sorry. Um, If you take it for for more than what it could be, I'm sorry, um, then you're going to get lost in it. That 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 was my problem with my with the film um, is that I started asking too many questions. The third time that I watched it, I had I had a great time just keeping it what it was. You know, there are so many parts in this film that 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 leaves you. okay, but why? Okay, but why? (laughs) <laughs> okay but why but but if you go down that rabbit hole you're not going to have a good time watching it so i just so i just sat back and enjoyed it it's i tried to compare it to a lot of the other films that came out around the time that a lot of the directors are similar um uh the, the original the, the film itself was supposed to be like a like a blair witch project type film mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like a um they were supposed to, it was supposed to be uh, something like that. But, but uh, Flanagan wouldn't do it like that. And then when, and then I get it, I understand why they wouldn't have done it like that because, because it would have been too, even more difficult to understand without a little bit of an, of an explanation, you know, and the little that we got with regards, I mean, we got the backstories we got, we got, well, in 18 and 17, this and 18, this, and, but when they, when she started talking about the origin of the mirror she says well nobody really knows what happens or where it came from but i can tell you where it first, where, where, it first uh, where we first found it and its first death you know so at that point you say to yourself okay i i I got to leave it at that. You know, mm-hmm. and the question and the question, the question is, 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 this movie came out in 2013 and I know that he had done like a short, an Oculus short before it. I've never yeah. seen it. Right. So I, it is I, on YouTube. I, I've, it I've it, never really? seen, I've yeah. never seen it. So, so I, I mean, this movie could have had a sequel. It could have had a pre, it could have had a, like a, the origin of it, but you know, I, I, I don't want it. I want it to be what it is. I want to leave it at that. I don't I don't I don't the the, I, the, the ending is good, the beginning is good. I I I just I, if you go down the rabbit hole and you start asking too many questions then um, then you're not going to you're not going to enjoy it, you know? But if you just sit there and take it for what it's worth, man, it is it is a decent film. Okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um you know, last week we did um uh, session nine, right? And yeah. we we talked uh, a lot about session nine. seemed to be a lot of set pieces without a lot of connective tissue. Uh, what's crazy about this movie is like this movie's like all connective tissue, right? Yeah. Like like even the the big moments aren't like these huge set right. piece shots or anything like that. They all just happen in the flow. This movie is. I think that one, I think that it is, I think that it's very scary. And I think that part of what makes it so scary. Is something that we, we discussed at length last week about whether or not session nine did on purpose that this movie very much did on purpose, which was you never know what's going on. Right. Yeah. You don't know where you are in the house. There are times when you're one place, then you're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are moments in this movie where the characters in this movie are watching themselves do something else. So you're left in this moment where you're like, wait, are we actually over there? Or are we over there looking in the mirrors, watching us watchers? Like it's that stuff gets so weird. Um, and it's so unsettling. It, it's so uneasy just in everything you do, everything it does. Right. I think that this movie is very, very scary. I think that even if you were to watch this movie and have no idea what's going on, you could still find yourself very scared by mm-hmm. it because right. you're going to be so freakishly confused. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie does a lot of great things with just some, some real simplicity. Uh, which is fantastic now i do think that andy has a very good point which is when you peel back too many layers on this onion then you're like ah right like yeah if you start to delve too much into this and you start to rip apart some of the the finer things about this movie then yeah then you start to get it i don't know not start to get confused but you're not going to find any answers you're just going to you're just going to become frustrated Whereas if you just enjoy the chaos that is Oculus, I, I think that there's a very good movie here. I think uh-huh. that I I think that it's very scary. I think that we were the uh that Mike Flanagan, you watch this movie and you compare it to something like Midnight Mass, and you go, Yeah, that one was definitely way early in his career because look at what this guy's doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I you know, we it's I haven't. I know that. What is it? It's called Oculus Chapter Three: The Man with yeah. the Plan, or whatever right. is the, the short story this is based on. I didn't realize it was on YouTube, or I did a short film, not short story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. But I can only imagine that this is strikingly similar because this yeah. is. There's some really, really greatness here, but some really, really great stuff here. But what we have is really raw greatness and you can enjoy that and you can be scared by it and you can have a lot of fun with it or i'm sure if you wanted to there's plenty of stuff to pick apart but i'm gonna be honest with y'all we're at the top of the episode here i'm not i i think this movie is very scary Mm -hmm. i think it puts a lot of wonderful stuff out there i think that the the ideas presented in this were amazingly original for something mm-hmm. that's by the way a WWE film officially yeah right i, I saw Which, that <laughs> i remember the, fir- <laughs> the first the first just- time the first time i watched this and that logo popped up i'm just like i'm going to find every wrestler in this there aren't any <laughs> no there aren't any. however I, I, I- the um the the place where they get the mirror or no it's their auction the uh, when they're auctioning off they auction off something from the lavesca estate Mm-hmm. Um, Levesque mm-hmm. is, is the H. real last name of Triple H. Yes, okay. so that was that was how they got it in there. They're like, ah, mm. there's a Triple H reference. Nerds, go <laughs> fuck yourself. I, like, I thought that
2: <laughs> sounded familiar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like for 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 a small for a small budget for a guy who was new to the scene. I think that I think that there's that there's a really there's a really fun movie here a great movie here and yeah I'm not gonna rip it apart I'm gonna point out a lot of the a lot of the shining moments because mm-hmm. it's a fun, oh, yeah it's a fun ass scary movie
2: um I think that that's the right way to approach this one if you look at his filmography he's got a couple of student films he's got a um The one short film, which I guess he made in between the time that he left film school and and started directing features, which is this one, Oculus Chapter Three. He's got one feature between that and the the feature length version of Oculus, which is called Absentia. I've never seen it. Um, I have
1: heard of Absentia, but never seen
0: it. It, It's I I think it's on Netflix.
2: Is it? I, I think. I, um, I know that they have a lot of his filmography on there. He's got a really good working relationship with them. Because um, he uh, just keeps yeah. popping out bangers. I know it's on Tubi. And, yeah, Tubi. and, okay, and um, uh
1: but, 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 Not Cask of Amontillado. How Paul of the House of Usher is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. coming out that soon. Been,
2: yeah. Um, so I, the reviews, the critical reviews of it are are pretty good, um, which for a you know a, a, a freshman feature film and uh and and for a low budget one you know i mean that's and a horror movie at that you know right. th- th- those are all like those are three things that don't typically jive with critics and 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 that does so uh so we get to this one and as raw as this is because i do agree with you that this is a fairly raw movie mm-hmm. um he took a lot of what he learned on the, sh- the oculus short film and applied it here um so it, it you talk about simplicity with the exception of one room, all of this was filmed in an actual house. Um, and the, the one room is the room with the mirror because right. they, they had movable walls where they can move, uh, you know, cast and crew in and, and not have, um, you know, their, their equipment picked up by the reflection on the mirror. Cause they were filming with an actual mirror. Right. So um, it's uh it's 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 crazy. Um, oh, uh, my son wants what wants to show his shiver shirt because he he picked up a shiver shirt.
0: Say hi.
1: Looking good.
0: Oh, look Link. at that. Hey bud. Yeah
2: yeah. Well, we're we're, we're, we're recording. Talk to you later. <laughs> So um, I I, I personally, I I think that this is a fantastic movie. I think you hit the nail on the head. This is scary from from start to finish. Um, You know, uh, it it, it really hits on a couple of like really primal things. Every uh, every child at some point has been afraid that their parent is um, not good right that that's that some that, that there's there's an evil there um and that's that's a that's a very real fear for uh, for every child mm-hmm. and and to to see that happen where mom and dad are fighting and there's nothing you can do about it the how powerless they feel um like that's that's a fear that um that is just just as deeply rooted as anything else. And and the way that that story is woven in with the 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 current timeline, the editing in this movie, I think, is nothing short of brilliant uh, yes. because that that uh, that past and that present keep weaving in and out. Characters keep interacting with one another. And that is what leads. And it's it's absolutely brilliant. We're going to talk about um the the technical aspect of the movie a little later but um i don't know how anyone can't watch this and say even if it's not on full display here there is a, uh, a a genius director at the helm here
1: yeah i i mean and when we're looking at this movie you know what we're presented with here is a story where essentially our antagonist our bad guy is a mirror we are we are looking at a movie that kind of turns everything on its head in creating this very unique antagonist of a mirror. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at Oculus and the mirror as the bad guy, how does that work in making a scary movie? Like how did, how did that play how did you think what did you think about that, Dave?
2: I think it's so interesting because it's it's probably the the area of the movie that is Weakest as far as writing goes because uh, like Andy says, if you start to think about this too much, um, you're you're left wanting you mm. know but why yeah but why w- w- what what's the deal with the mirror? Why does it do this? and you never really find out and I don't know if that's by design or if it's just the sort of thing where Mike Flanagan thought but because it doesn't matter, you know um, at the end, I don't care because right. it, it's scary enough to. Um, to scare me with with just that—the fact that um, it does what it does—you know, mm-hmm. forcing forcing you to to go crazy and take others with you, and then it traps you in there, right? Um, like that's that's a that's a terrifying reality to live in. You know, I don't want to live in a reality where a mirror like that really exists. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that that moment where. Uh, they turn around and they see all of the ghosts of the people that the mirror has taken,
1: with their creepy eyes. With those yes.
2: eyes, oh my god, those uh, those those eyes! Like I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Um, like that is so scary. So um, it's a really good movie monster,
3: right?
2: And 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 yet it never moves. It never lifts a finger. It never blinks. It never roars. It never growls. It never does anything but force you to do its bidding. And and in in a lot of ways, it's it's a lot like a possession movie, Mm -hmm. and and it's a lot like a haunting movie because of the way that this thing behaves. And so Flanagan can have a lot of fun with this movie monster because of the nature of the monster, Uh, and it's a great way of you know reflecting that that image back on ourselves you know uh, we are evil you know what what are we like when we're evil what does evil do to us is there evil inside all of us you know it's um it's a really really interesting um interesting thing here this um this this mirror and the way that it works and i'm ultimately i'm glad it's not explained right right andy
0: yeah so I mean, I look at the film and the, the, with regards to the mirror, uh, it is only spoken, as far as the antagonist is mentioned as a mirror, um, it's only spoken once the, the, that, that that is the devil. They do mention mm-hmm. that in the movie. Right. Okay? The word Oculus is Latin for eye. So you got to think that that's perhaps maybe the devil's way of looking into our world and how many of these mirrors are there and it's so funny when you mention the 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 eyes the creeped out eyes I mean to me those were actual reflections you know yeah was, you know so 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 then the question is this is is this a possession movie is this is this what it is is that the devil is are, is there like is there some type of possession going on here. And, and, and then, and then, and then, so I start thinking again, and then I say, no, let me just sit down and watch and enjoy this, you know, um, but, but, but when you start thinking, when they mentioned the, up until, and that didn't happen until about, I would say halfway through the movie where they mentioned that it was, that, that it was some form of the devil, you know, um, Uh, Up until that point, I I definitely had questions. But then, when they mentioned that, I started thinking. I started thinking of a lot of other scenarios. I'm not the writer of this film. Let me just enjoy what it is, Um, (laughs) you know. um, So, so as far as far as uh, I also started thinking about uh, the Conjuring. And you know how they have all the the artifact room and they put the artifacts, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe here's an artifact you could put in your room, damn it. You know? So, (laughs) um, but, but I started thinking, thinking about that as well. But, but like I said before, um, I, I didn't, I didn't want, um, and you're right. It is, it is a very scary film, but I didn't want my mind to get in the way of enjoying the picture. So so being that it was a third time that I was watching it, I just I just let it go and I just enjoyed it. So the antagonist, the main antagonist is a mirror and it's a creepy ass freaking mirror. And it is. I mean, and and uh, and and even the quick shots with the mirror, I know you're going to talk about the technical aspect later, but even the quick shots with the mirror um, are, are just simply amazing. Um, so, so, so absolutely. It's, it, I think, I think the antagonist as far as the, as far as the mirror works very well. It does.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that what we get here is not only mirror as an antagonist, um, which, uh, like they said, never moves, right? But is constantly talked about like a living thing. The mirror defends itself. There's no, there's no scientific word for haunted, you know, things like that. It's, 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 it's working. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it, there. There are machinations that are involved in whatever is inside this mirror. But yeah, it never physically moves, and that's even more terrifying, right? Like you, you you've got this idea that you can run from certain things, but when you're looking at a mirror and it is not only screwing with your perception of reality, which is, you know, absolutely terrifying. You know, anybody who's taken a a low level philosophy course, you know, you get into all that weird stuff. It's like, well, what if we are just brains in jars? You know, like that's, (laughs) that's, that's the mirror, right? You, You don't, you don't know where you are and what's real anymore, but you get into this idea that like if uh if if something moves then you can run from it right yeah. it's scarier mm-hmm. that it that it doesn't move cuz it doesn't have to catch you you know right. it's just it just becomes a part of you which leads to another really interesting part of this movie is that the mirror quite literally just reflects back upon them their their own shortcomings mm-hmm. um things right. that they're worried about Um, things that that are going to bother them very deeply like not only does this mirror just screw with you but it seems to have very intimate details of what particular things are going to screw with you the most Mm -hmm. and that's horrifying right Mm -hmm. that's that's freddy Krueger level like i'm in your head stuff but sees you Right, exactly.
2: It sees you in a way that no one else can see you because it sees you as you see yourself, right.
1: and so it not only it not only does things that terrify you, but it does it in such a deeply personal way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, breaking that dad down um, uh, initially, and and but then also the mirror was smart enough to not reveal itself like to the mom, and you know, right. and it does it does these really weird things like where the The uh, the girl looks in the mirror and sees the other woman, which was Mm -hmm. probably not there, you know, but and so it's like, wow. So the mirror was like smart enough to like get the girl in on this Mm -hmm. rib on the mom or whatever. But, you know, like all of that stuff, like it's we talk a lot in this movie about bad guys. We talk a lot about people who do evil things. What we don't generally tend to fall back on on this show is things that are just indiscriminately evil. Mm -hmm. And what we get out of this mirror is something that is just completely indiscriminately evil. This mirror has nothing to gain, as far as we know, from screwing these people's lives up. This mirror seems indestructible. Granted, they were little kids, but they went to it with with golf clubs. I've hit a lot of things with golf clubs before, most of them break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, like uh, especially glass. You you get this thing, it survived, you know, houses that have burned down Mm -hmm. and and all of these things. Like it it doesn't, it defends itself, Mm -hmm. but I mean, to what extent does it need to? And the thing is. If this mirror were just hanging in someone's house and they had no reason to be upset with it it wouldn't need to defend itself. So like it fucks with them and right. then it defends itself. So there for no re- like I said for no reason. What we get here is just something that is this is just black-eyed evil. There there's there's right. no reason for this mirror to do the things it does to the point that, like I said, we, we, I mean, we are, and, and Karen Gilliam, we're constantly referring to this mirror as a sentient thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if it does have sentience and it is self-aware and we know that you can't really hurt it. So self-preservation is not it. This becomes, you know, like even on a higher level than Pennywise, like at least Pennywise is like, you know, it's like he, he needs feeding. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, he, this mirror has no reason to do these things
2: well the mirror doesn't but what's on the other side of it
1: right that see, might that might right. be defeat and and we know that it you know like kills plants and maybe ate a dog one time right like but <laughs> <laughs> but as far as we know <laughs> it's not actually like gaining nutrients <laughs> from these things so yeah is there is there something on the other side like you said oculus means eye are we looking at more than just the mirror okay mm. now we're starting to peel back layers it's starting to get sticky. So I'm stopping right, right here. The mirror is yeah. evil, right? right? Like, and and that's just that's just so bizarre. You can go to so many villains in so many of these movies, antagonist villains, whatever words you want to use, and so many of these movies that we do, and you can find a shred, just a shred, you know, of 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 reason why. Um Michael Myers over the course of the the, the franchise got 15, 16 reasons, yeah, why, right. But but right. but they're but they're there. Even, even something
2: like the strangers, you know, yeah. it's like because you were there because, because you were, you were
1: there. Oh, God, yeah. that 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 will that will forever be one of like the scariest lines in a movie to me mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. reason. But, but yeah, like you can always find something. There's there's nothing here right. until you start, you know, creating your own head right. and, and writing fan fiction, which which uh, you know I'm okay with doing. But it's just, that's, that's what's so bizarre to me. This was the third time I've seen this movie. And the whole movie, I was like, like especially when she's giving the descriptions, I'm like sitting there taking notes. I'm like, mm-hmm. find a reason. I'm gonna find a line to draw between mm-hmm. these people, right? And it's like, I'm gonna, and and there, it's not there. It's not there. Three times in, there, there's not a reason for just the mirror to be doing this, which is- even scarier than all of those other things. Because if you just fuck around and buy a cool looking mirror at an antique shop, like that's it. Like the mirror is done with you. And so I think that it's bizarre. I think that when you first pitch this, that sounds weird, but right. I think that the way it's presented here, we are given a truly horrifying cinematic antagonist. And, and
2: because of the nature of that antagonist, the, the, the fact that, I mean, what it does physically is just reflect. Right. It, it, there's there's so much that you can read into us. And that's the thing with this movie is that I do think that that was Mike Flanagan's intention. Was to to leave it somewhat open for you to say, this uh, This is what I think. The, the in, it, Like you said, create your own headcanon. Yeah. Um, we don't see... Um, Katie Sackhoff's character mm-hmm. become affected by this thing until she looks at herself in the mirror and she kind of turns to her side yeah. and looks, looks at her belly, right and then she goes upstairs and she starts you know looking at her scar right mm-hmm. Now the mirror knows what her weakness is. Yeah, exactly and it starts preying right. on her insecurities right it just, and, and, and it, it does. does the same thing to, uh, to her husband. It does the same thing to the dad, where it sees what he does. All he does is work, right? His family is, you know, constantly being put, you know, to aside so that he can provide for them. So, what yeah. does the mirror do? Uses that against the family, yes, right? Uh, it's it's a it's it's a brilliant thing to have this happen because you know, if if you have some sort of physical representation of that evil then it starts to be okay well it it, i mean were they whispering in your ear why did you do but when it's just a mirror looking at you and forcing you to look back on yourself that's brilliant yeah Mm -hmm. that's 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 really smart and that we see that it isn't just an eye that's observing you but but is in fact like some sort of portal there's another side there there's someone are they trapped in the mirror is there you know is it is it a portal that opens up to another world dimension or whatever i i don't know and this this is why i think um i do want to think about what exactly is happening but to a point right um because there is no answer you're not going to find an answer but you might find an answer that works well for you and and i personally i love that i i love that this movie uh hinges on this reflection
1: yeah yeah i think i think that uh, that some of the other things that are so scary about this movie there's there's a couple of scenes where we come to find out that like even to an extent like looking through a camera can't be trusted as to what you're seeing, uh-huh. which is a fascinating take on a movie because what we're watching all of it's coming through a camera. Right. right. So now we're never at a place where we feel like we know what's going on because we have been presented with actual cameras and been told, look, these can't even be trusted. Uh-huh. Like to an extent it can affect these. And then it's like, well, camera they were filming with was in that room you know no i don't know you know and so yeah like i thought that that moment where we learned that you can't even trust necessarily what you're seeing through the cameras i think that that adds another layer to it because then it just it does even more to always set you on edge about what what about it, whether we're seeing something that's actually there or something that the mirror wants us to see it there
0: uh, it, it, to me, to me, it was actually really interesting when uh, it takes me back to the Martian. I'm going to science the shit out of this. You know, right? she tried to do yes, the same thing. Did exactly <laughs> what she did. She tried know? to
2: science the
3: fuck
0: out of it. <laughs> and it didn't work. So, so I, the, I'm sorry, David. Go ahead.
2: I mean, it kind of did, and <laughs> until it didn't,
0: until it didn't. Right? But but you noticed you notice in the film there the the mirror does have a weakness. How did that crack get? That crack got there. I mean, so that showed that the that the mirror had a weakness. Now, yeah, uh, I've seen it. I've seen the film three times. How how did the crack get there? I don't remember.
1: Uh, they, she, she rubs it and says like, I like, do you remember when we gave you this or something like that? So I was under I think, the impression I think she said that maybe I hope
2: it still hurts. I
1: hope it still right. hurts. Yeah. Okay. So I was kind of under the impression that maybe after hitting it with the golf clubs, they did manage to crack it the one mm-hmm. time. Cause she did seem to take some pride in that crack in the mirror. So I figured she was at least taking credit for the right. fact that there was a break in it.
2: Yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure about that. Yeah, that 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 is the one thing I think that is somewhat unexplained because everything else you can kind of write off as you see. Okay, well, there you The mirror, you know, the 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 mirror did this or the mirror did that or it showed us this or that. But she believes that she actually damaged this thing, but we don't see that happen. You know, so yeah. it was it was it an accident at some point that we didn't see, Um, or is it like a real quick cut that we don't even like? It's so fast that you have to really look out for it um i don't know um mike flanagan call in and let us know yeah you know <laughs> what uh what happened here um i'm sure we're, we're that popular that all right exactly it's gonna be like oh right now hang on a second uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah guys you totally missed this one thing um, <laughs> um so what we see reflected um in, in the mirror and in, in in the movie in general, right? You're, uh, Debona. De you had this like brilliant thought that like it's mm-hmm. kind of meta. You can't really trust what's going on, even on the mm-hmm. cameras that are filming, right? Right. Um, it relies so much on atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. There uh, there are a few jump scares. But this isn't really a jump scare movie. Mike Flanagan isn't known
1: as a jump scare guy, right? Uh, so atmosphere and some tension. of that time, the fucking hanging woman just came slamming oh, yeah. down, and I pissed oh. on everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and the one in the car, the one in the car, getting yeah. jumped out yeah. from right in between, um, I, I, I actually shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so when he does do jump scares i mean they're damn good. Yeah. But this isn't a jump scare movie. This is all built on atmosphere and and tension. But is it as effective as he wants it to be? Right? We we talked about this last week with Session 9. Um you know the the director looking at this beautiful painting and saying, "But big picture, look at this. Imagine the final product." And then it worked or it didn't, right? Um, so Daniel, I'll throw it to you first. Do you think that the atmosphere and the tension that is intentional here, because he has said this in right. interviews, um, is it does it
1: work? So I think that you're right in the fact that that all of the creepiness, all of the uneasiness, all, a lot of the terror in this movie comes from tension and i think that they do a great job setting that up on multiple levels i um they they do a they do a really good job with how they build to what's happening even just initially like you, you start with this with this real slow build but i'm not going to call it a slow burn because it, it hits pretty quickly yeah but at first you're still trying to kind of figure out like what's going on and what is this movie about um, and so but you're already getting some tension. You got this, you know, the brother who's just getting out of, out of jail or the institution or whatever. Um, you've got you've got, uh, you know, Karen Gilliam working at an auction house buying this, you know, like all this weird stuff's happening. So you're already uneasy. But I think that they, they do a good job of building that tension and not trusting anything that's going on. But there's one other layer that's kind of built in that's really interesting, which is. The idea of not just trusting what you're seeing because of the mirror, but not just, but not trusting your memories, not trusting what you believe when they throw out this idea of fuzzy trace theory, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, is a ridiculously weird and fun kind of rabbit hole to Mm -hmm. stumble down um as you as you start kind of reading about foot because i was like because my first thought was like okay that sounds kind of silly i'm gonna write it down and see if it's real right And, and it actually is a theory of cognition it's a very real thing and it's this idea of You know, your memory being unreliable and you kind of piecing things together based on what you actually saw, what you think you saw, what you hear people say. You know, like it's like that whole thing of when you try to think back on your childhood, it's like, do I remember that or do I remember somebody telling me a story about that happening? And that's where fuzzy trace theory comes in. It's when these things start to cement themselves as your memories,
0: sort of like uh, the Mandela effect.
1: Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, that type you know, of thing.
0: Where you wrote you wrote me something. Mirror, mirror on the wall. That's actually the Mandela effect.
1: Yes, because it's actually yeah, magic, magic mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so you you get this one extra layer of the fact that there's a good chunk of time where you don't know if Karen Gilliam is just insane. Yeah. If just if right. just the fact you know just the fact that that her that her dad killing or her 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 dad killing her mom and her brother killing her dad when they were kids just broke something in her brain and she's desperately trying to repair it with these ghost stories and these ideas and that's really scary to me and that, that's that that's all that's all tension right that's all the 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 relationship between the brother and the sister being strained because he has worked so hard <laughs> To, to come to some sort of realistic understanding of what must have happened. And, you know, so you you've got that idea of not being able to trust your memory. You've got this idea that you can't trust your eyes. And then you start to get the idea that, you know, you can't trust your siblings, right? Because maybe she's crazy and, and I'm better now. I worked at this. Then you've got this, then you've then you've got this idea of you can't trust the last however many years of your life because people have been telling you that you were wrong everything about this movie centers on what you can believe and it all boils down to like nothing you can believe nothing you can spend 17 years of your life in an institution being told one thing get out and that night find out that you were right then you know just like that whole thing goes back and forth so much and that tension that that idea of nothing being what, what you think it is that there, there, there is no, there is no reality, right? This, this, uh, whatever I make it, because that's what it becomes. She has grown up in one reality. And when he went to that institution, he started living another one, one where there was, you know, he was just, he just killed his dad. And, 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 and cause he was angry, self-defense of his, his mm-hmm. siblings, bah, bah, bah. she's, you know, they were, they were living in the same town, living different realities. And then they get together into this house where this mirror creates a whole nother one. And their, their childhood was a whole different one. Just that, that I, that, that concept that nothing is real, right? That is horrifying. And that's the tension. That's the atmosphere here that three times in still makes this movie so unsettling and so, hard to watch even when you know everything and not hard to watch in a bad way like hard to watch is you just can't get comfy right like just you i knew everything that was going to happen and i'm still just cringing and edge of my seat constantly like i knew i knew when he turned that timer when he when he decides to bottom out that timer and kill the mirror i knew she was standing Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. but still when you get that sickening ass thud of it hitting her body and you don't hear that shatter and you don't hear that shatter. shatter. That shit still turns my stomach three times in. And, Mm -hmm. and just that one more time. And what's amazing about that is that, that, that one scene, and this is kind of a reality, kind of a technical thing, but there's this, I there's, there's a, there's a concept there, which is what we were expecting to hear was glass shattering, Mm -hmm. And what we heard was the silence of once again, his reality and his life shattering. Mm -hmm. By not hearing the sound of that shattering, we got a silence that was representative (laughs) of a very real shattering and that that just that blows me away every time i think that i think that uh, uh, more more than the jump scares more than the blood more than the than the the background of this mirror the tension and the atmosphere of this movie are top notch
0: andy um i think that you you hit the nail on the head where where flanagan directed the film as if he wanted to make you think that there could have been a possibility as far as insanity. But what mm-hmm. he does is that he pushes it to the edge uh, as as far as he could go. And at the end, nope, it's a supernatural, uh, a supernatural being doing all the killing. Now, um, I think, I think that, that, um, I think that, that, that one of the things when I watch this movie, I, uh, one of the things that, 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 uh, that got to me was that, and, and it gave me some anxiety when you watch it is that you saw them um, and he did a great job with this. As far as the technical work, when, when they're adults running into the, to the one room and their children in the next, it's sort of yeah. like they're redo, they're like, they're redoing the same thing incorrectly again and again, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and it's sort of, and you're sort of like saying to yourself, why, why, why are you being this? Why, why are you being this dumb? I mean, why is this yeah. happening and happening and happening again? want well, you know? to go back
2: to that idea of insanity, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly it, it, right. it's, it's doing the same thing and expecting a different
0: outcome. Exactly. And and so and so you see that happen quite often. And that switch from adult to child, from child to adult, it happens so much that it makes the viewer anxious, you know? And and you wanna see you wanna see some type of positive outcome. But of course you're not gonna get it, um, obviously, but But um, but but you want to see some give. I don't think that there was ever a point in the film uh, where 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 you were where the underdog, you know, gets a little bit of an upper hand that never happens. It never happens. They're always on the slide, you know? Yeah. The the final girl
1: never found the knife in this. one. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) And and so, and so, and that, and that obviously it's almost, you're watching a film and you're sitting there knowing that it's going to end the way that it does. You know, I mean, we've seen, we've seen a lot of other films like this. Um, and the, and the reality is, is that there's never an upper hand. And there's, there's always that, that anxiety of of that, the constant changing and, and, and at, at the end, at the end, um, at the end of the film, uh, you're left, you're, you're left thinking, well, you know, um, as much as I, as much as I wanted to push this to be, perhaps maybe this was a, a, a mental affliction of their own. It wasn't, you know? Um, yeah. And it could have easily gone there. It could have very easily gone there, but, but it didn't, you know? And, and I think that's one of the aspects of the, of, of the story of the writing that made the film really mm. good, you know?
2: Well, I, I think having someone like Mike Flanagan that writes, directs and edits yeah, his work, um, I mean, he's 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 got that vision right from the beginning. He's like, okay, so this is how this is going to go because tackling that that third act sure. where I
1: mean, uh, just insanity. Just, yeah, oh, like yeah. I, yeah.
2: I I don't know how anyone would have been able to do that if they hadn't written and directed the material themselves. Yeah, because what they're receiving is seemingly chaos. Yeah. And and so Flanagan knows exactly what this is, and he knows that, okay, I'm going to start to build that tension right from the beginning by giving you this flashback scene that isn't actually a flashback. It's someone talking about a dream. He's not even. Yeah, it's, it's not even what actually happened. This is the dream that he has that's based on the thing that he remembers happening. Right. So he's building on all of these themes that we're talking about, you know, the fuzzy trace, you know, uh, memories. And finally, as this thing progresses, where we get this this fucking monster where it's the present interacting with the past. Yes. And is this the insanity like you're talking about or is this the the mirror? Mm hmm doing this to them like "Ah, i did this to you before i'm gonna do it to you again because it was so effective yeah right um and 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 that's the the brilliance of this and and how all of that is cut together is is amazing it's uh it's it's absolutely amazing um i think that this is more stressful to watch yeah Than almost anything else he's done, with the with 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 the exception of uh, maybe the first season of uh, Haunting. Uh, I I think Haunting of Hill House there is a uh, a sense of 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 underlying dread that um, that beats this out, but um, Ouija. Hush. Uh, Hush. Ger- the Hush, one yeah. we
1: forgot to mention. Yeah. Either, uh,
2: Gerald's game. Um, I know I've never seen that. Uh, oh, dude. It's great. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that. Even, even, even Dr. Sleep, I don't think, has a, uh, a an atmosphere of uh, just absolute dread and terror that runs through it the way that this does um
0: yeah but dr sleep also gives you the idea that there could be a possible a positive outcome where in this movie you know (laughs) that there's not going to be a positive outcome yeah
2: yeah you're, you're you're right you're 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 very right and it's it's also building upon a mythology that's 40 years old at that point right you know so it's um he's building his own mythology here as he's exploring the mythology and exploiting the mythology. It's uh, because by the time the movie ends and I find that many of the negative comments that this movie gets is all about the ending. Everyone's like, I love the movie. It was great. I don't like the ending. I love the ending. Yeah. I love the fact it. that, you know, there's been this tension and it builds and it builds and it builds. And then you realize how do you beat evil? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because we, we like to hope that one day good will triumph over evil. But you look around the world and you say, Well, do we see that happening? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the way it's going to go. And and so so we, we see it repeated. We see the evil come back, and it comes back, and it comes back. The little boy being taken in handcuffs, and the older boy being taken in handcuffs.
1: There, there's a couple things in this movie that, uh, that are you know, like one of the things going, you know, going back to this idea of just everything being so chaotic. There's a couple times in this movie where like some pronouns or like some names get like kind of shifted oddly. Which, which just adds to like, there, there's a moment in this movie where um I, I forget which one of them is running and they see like a, a like a, a specter or a ghost or something. It's one of the spirits that like the mirror, a soul, the mirror is taken or whatever. Right. And it's, it's a female. But then when they get back and, and like I said, I cannot remember which one saw it, but then they say, he's still out there. So then there's this really weird moment where you're like, wait, what? No, what I saw out there was uh that was obviously a woman ghost Mm -hmm. right and when he comes back in then he uses that he pronoun and not that i'm assuming anyone's pronouns but (laughs) you it's you can you can take it as a mistake you can take you could miss it completely or if it's your third time watching you can go well fuck, like now again i don't know that i'm seeing the same things they're seeing
2: (laughs) right like because because everyone's reality is affected differently by this thing
1: yes the sphere of why why would
2: why would she pick up a light bulb you know when he's picking up an apple
1: yes like those things are so good like that is that type of stuff again that just that that idea that there's there's nothing that can be trusted here and that's that's just, that's so cool. And and honestly, like I said, it's just absolutely horrifying. So what we do know that we see for sure as we're watching this movie are actors that we recognize bringing these roles to life. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at the casting for this movie, which it's not a huge cast, not one of the smallest we've done, but still not that big. Like even if you include, you know, the neighbor who just showed up one time in the auctioneer. <laughs> you still don't have a ton of people in this movie but when you're looking at the the core of this cast how do you think that they brought this story how do you, how do you feel about how they brought this story to life Andy?
0: Um I think that the for me the most difficult part is to mirror the children to the adults, you know, and they did an amazing job the kids yeah. the kid actors in this movie did an amazing job um, and that that was to me key you know because obviously Gilliam is going to do a great job i don't know the 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 boy the the the, the whatever the one the who played brother. tim right i don't know yeah. him i don't know him from pretty but but i mean they're they're actors they're older they're trained actors and i'm but these kids just just did such a good job, you know, reflecting, um, reflecting their older counterparts, you know, that it made the movie work, especially when they're going quickly from one situation to the next, from adult to childhood, a childhood to adult, that to me was extremely important. Um, and, and, uh, and aside from that, um, I thought, I thought that that the way that the characters were presented, uh, the the, the the boy getting out of um getting out of uh out of the uh, out of the hospital, you know. Uh the, the 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 sister, like I said before, trying to trying to like uh science the shit out of this situation, you know. Uh, the father <laughs> I who's love all, that
1: comparison, so you know <laughs>
0: you know the, the father who's who's uh who's uh consistently working working day and night to keep that family, you know going and then obviously obviously at the very beginning of the film you have a mom that's a mom you know yeah. and then it just all just starts falling in on itself let me tell you i, I just i can't remember the name of the actress the mom what's her name katie, katie stack oh my gosh she did such an amazing especially as when when they started talking about this is one of the things that got to me because they they mentioned how she was pulling out her teeth as adults but then you saw it after you're saying, oh, my gosh, that's that's just amazing how it is that they were how they put that in my mind and then put the reality of that situation on the screen. That was just absolutely, absolutely amazing. So as far as the actors and you're right, there's not many people aside from the neighbor that shows up. Hey, there's anything going on here, you know, aside from, <laughs> aside, aside from that, I mean, you really don't have much of anything else. Um, and. And, uh, and another thing is the realization, this boy who, who is trying to, who had beat his, his, um, his, his, uh. I guess you could say his personal insanity episode and then coming to a realization that none of that was real and right. then, and then realizing, ah, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> you know, That's horrifying. it is, you know? So, so, um, so, so the, the, the acting itself was just, was just, uh, was just amazing. I, I, I really do think that I really do think that, that, um, that the mom and the dad, when they're on screen, they carry pretty much the film, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're good to look at the mom, the, the father with his, I mean, the the, the mom, especially um, uh, her transformation, you know, from being a, a happy housewife to being a woman chained to a wall, you know, that, that to me was just, was just amazing. So, so, um, so you're absolutely right. There, there, there's, there's, there's only so much you could do with 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 uh, with with four prominent characters in the film, but they do a great job.
1: Dave, um,
2: man, I, I, I got to mimic this. Um, the cast is fantastic and it's a very economical cast. You know, you're you're looking at really six actors for the majority of this. You've mm-hmm. got the the child versions of our our main two protagonists. You've got the older versions. And then you've got the parents. And for me, the, the, the standout here is really Katie Sackhoff because her transformation from, uh, you know, caring, you know, doting housewife and mother to this animal that's chained in her bedroom is crazy. And yeah. Mike Flanagan talks about the movements that she makes once she is gone, like the way that she moves, that it's very feline, very, mm-hmm. very cat like and that that was all her idea, the, oh, wow. the way the way that she would move. And I, I was watching some behind the scenes footage and seeing the way that she moved with like all the set lights on her and all of that made it almost even creepier. <laughs> because it's like that, that's just like an, an actor doing that stuff. Yeah. Like, like that, that was kind of crazy because I, I wasn't in the truth of the moment anymore. Right. I was just an observer watching someone act. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. The way that she would move that way. Um, you know, picking up the plate and eating the plate. Yes. And stuff oh, like that. Yes. It's it, it just, it, it's stuff that I was like, Ah, oh, like it, yeah. gets, it gets inside of you, and it's like fuck. And then we see this reflected in the children as well, right? In the same, you know, because we become our parents, right? It's 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 your heredity, right? And she ends up eating a light bulb, and mm-hmm. he ends up shooting his father, and his father's the one walking around with the gun, you know, like that's all, like. It's, it's really great the way that these actors played off one another, and I love the way that the younger versions of them worked with the older versions mm-hmm. to get something that made sense, right? Um, I don't know. If it was a joint venture, or if the older actors kind of said, "Hey, this is what we're doing," I don't know what you guys want to do, or if Mike Flanagan sat down with everyone and said, "Let's figure something out," but whatever it was worked, and it worked mm-hmm. really, really well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned Katie Sackoff be the scene stealer here. I think what's what's incredible about Katie Sackoff in this is I would venture to say that all of us kind of fell in love with her as Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, yeah. right? I mean, so, which, you know, powerful, strong woman. Mm. And since then, like the the kind of overall nerd interpretation of Katie Sackhoff is she's perfect for every powerful woman role. You know, mm. when they when they when we found out we were going to get a Captain Marvel movie, that was the internet plan. Yeah, like, like, it's got to be Katie Sackhoff, <laughs> right? Like that's, as soon as there's some sort of powerful female lead... That's, the, that's who the internet is, is automatically fan casting. And so what we get here in this, Katie Sackhoff as a woman who is defeated by her own insecurities is so against type for her that, that, that that's, that's what makes it such an incredible job for me. Like I will forever, I will forever look at Katie Sackhoff and I'll see Starbuck. And I will usually call her Starbuck before I call her Katie Sackhoff. That's just, that's just what I do. And so she was so against type here that that she showed she could do an incredible job. Um, this is two weeks in a row now that we've had a CSI alumnus. Yeah. CSI Miami, even specifically uh-huh. alumnus on this with Roy Cochran as the dad shout out mm-hmm. to speed on CSI Miami. I mean, he did, he was Was great.
2: he the one who died with a, with a nail gun?
1: Right. A uh, nail on CSI eye? Miami. CSI Miami. I, don't remember i mean, i mean and i've i've just seen random episodes of csi miami <laughs> but um he he did such a great job we we always it, i i don't know i'll say i'll say we but me personally i'm always very fascinated in a movie that shows me the deevolution of a person right like watching the the the, the collapse of someone is always fascinating and he does that so well especially in those flashbacks that are like part him in the office, kind of obsessed with the mirror, but then also him like the mirror, maybe not influencing him as much. Right. And he kind of cuts between those things real well. Uh, Brendan Thwaites, a Brenton Thwaites is the name of the, the one who played the brother. Mm -hmm. And he was fine in this movie, but if I could say anything about Brent Thwaites, it's watch Titans. If you have HBO Max cuz this dude is Dick Grayson and he's great in it. Oh, okay. um, and it was kind of funny to it was kind of fun to go back and watch this now and see kind you know like see how not that he was bad in this movie, but now, but when you watch him in Titans like it's like okay, yeah, this dude has learned a lot. Um and he's and he's done great. But when it comes down to it for me in this movie, the, the scene stealer, the runaway here is Karen Gillian. She's and awesome. she's yeah. just, it's so incredible to me that, I, I don't know, it seems to me that mainstream wise, because the only like super huge outside, like the nerd realm thing she's kind of done, right? Is Guardians of the Galaxy and not that that's small, mm-hmm. but she's she's bald and she's blue, right? So there are people who and don't, very don't recognize
0: her. Yeah, who don't
1: recognize her. <laughs> And it's like, and you but know, she's and, Amy Pond, man. But she's Amy Pond, man. And Maybe. that's what I always go back to. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, what you get here is not a fraction of what Karen Gillen can do, is what I always say to people when they're like, oh, Nebula. And I'm like, yeah, okay, Nebula, right. But she's Amy Pond. Mm-hmm. But this movie, really shows how good she is there's there's a level of intensity there when she's talking about the mirror and she's really into Mm -hmm. the experiments there there's a level of tenderness there when she's when she's you know she's got the kid gloves on dealing with her brother because she knows everything he's been through there's there's a vulnerability there in not willing to not willing to accept the reality that her brother has been forced to live as he's been in this asylum or whatever there's so much depth to this character that Karen Gillan plays and like I just and again like I said this one isn't even this movie wasn't that big um and so she's one of those actors that I'm like I just can't wait until the day where a triple A film where she looks like Karen Gillan Right. and she and she gets in the forefront and the world can really experience what we as nerds who watch Doctor Who who know what that is under mm-hmm. nebula who watch Oculus that we see in this woman because she's an incredible actress doesn't hurt a thing that she is drop dead gorgeous oh
2: yeah but <laughs> just just have, have you ever met her at a convention I have not. Because I, a, a lot of people like photograph really well. Yeah. And then and then you see them in person, you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're you're fine. You yeah, know? you're still cute. Um, yeah. right. Uh, she is drop dead gorgeous in person. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> Are <laughs> and, you maybe so- yeah, 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 better yeah, in person.
1: I did, yeah. And very nice. Very nice as <laughs> well. Yeah. Good. I I she she would be one that like she would be one that it would like physically pain me if I found out like she was a terrible person, right? Like sometimes, like sometimes articles come out, and it's like, oh, it turns out they're a horrible person. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, if I find if I found out that Amy Pond were like not nice to her fans in person, like a piece of me would die.
2: Yeah, but bo- both her and Rose Tyler, they, they hold a um, uh, Billy Piper, I think that character, Billy Piper, uh, that, that yes, actress's name is. Oh. Uh, they hold a very special place in my heart because uh, they were it for me yeah. when i was when i was watching dr who when i when right. i was first coming around to it yeah, yeah. so um hey
0: yeah. you know who i just recently saw at the tampa con was summer glow and oh really oh. yeah she she still looks great so fantastic yeah <laughs> oh, man i
1: I, dude, I like uh so like w- when we were having our most recent kid and there was like a possibility like we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl i was like just throwing this out there river is a great name for a girl don't <laughs> yeah. have, you don't you don't need yeah. to know the reasoning. Just know, just know that River's a great name for a girl. Yeah. And and, and wh-
2: whether it's River Tam or River Song. <laughs> yes. You know, <coughs> we're good so, here. Yeah. W- but, w- w- welcome to Shiver, a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, I just I, I really look forward to the day. That she gets cast in something where everyone is going to see that because, mm-hmm. again, I've just never seen her not smoke a roll. Um, and did like I you, said, he- uh,
2: did you not see the new Jumanji movies? She's great. Oh, she was
1: great. She was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah, in those. but like, but of course, you know when you're acting opposite the Rock, right. And He's also, gonna... I mean, she was she was having she was having to be like she was having to act like she was Jack Black being her, right? So it's like that. Whole, it's like, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, she was also in Gunpowder Milkshake.
1: I haven't well, seen I, that. Yeah, I, so I've, I've I've heard mixed things, but haven't watched it yet. Right. so the one that's like is it like female hit like ladies
0: a, something like that? Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> seen it either. I just you know
1: uh so
0: before
2: we end I I want to take some time to talk about Mike Flanagan himself and he's uh a name that has come up throughout this entire episode. It's a name that pops up every two or three episodes
1: here I say, sure. yeah that's the uh, first time doing one of his movies but we mention him a lot
2: a lot yeah so um he is. I think um, I, you can't even call him one of the rising stars anymore of nope. horror. Like he's just one of the, 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 the flat like out stars of horror. Um, and I, I, I also uh, dropped Jordan Peele out there earlier. You know, like I, I think these, these two guys are kicking ass and taking names and, and making horror respectable again. I, I feel like every every ten or fifteen years there's there's this new avant-garde that comes around that like makes people pay attention again. You know, uh the the Robert Eggers of the world, yeah. um, uh, the um uh who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Um uh oh Ari Astor. Ari Aster. You know, uh, you know these 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 are the guys that are that are pushing horror to to be recognized not just by fans not just gaining new fans you know and and bringing them into the world of horror but also for critics for critics to say hey you know what there is something there you know it's it's not only the exorcist and the shining there's more out there in the world of horror that's worth watching so um writing directing editing Uh, And I think this was the first time that he didn't also compose the score to a movie uh, because he had done that for for all of his uh, all of his short films. Um, So what does what does he bring to to the table? Right. As writer, director, editor, um, like, could you have seen this in the hands of another capable horror director? Uh, and uh, I guess uh, I kicked it to Andy last. So, DeBona?
1: Sure. So, I think that what's interesting about going back and watching Oculus at this point is seeing the, uh, the, the embryos that became amazing shots in later Mike Flanagan uh, projects. <laughs> right. Like uh, like A- Andy talked about the 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 ability of of like the switching back and forth between the, the kids and the adults very quickly. The you know, that that scene from from ha- um, Haunting of Hill House where the camera pans around and we get we get Oof. it all in one time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're, what we got here was 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 the was the very early stages of some things that when he he kind of learned how they work here. And then he always is, is progressing. He's always evolving. He's always doing newer and better things, which is one of the, you know, we don't, we, uh, we don't just look forward to Mike Flanagan future projects because we love what he's done. We look forward to them because the dude is always getting better. Mm -hmm. Like this guy has not peaked yet. So it's, it's, it's not just like, Oh yeah, I love him. I can't wait to see what he does next. It's like, Oh man, I love him. Like, I can't wait to see what he's become now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I think that we got some really great stuff in that, and and, and there's 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 plenty to be said um, about uh, about Mike Flanagan. But there's another name here, um, which is the cinematographer for this film is um, Michael. Fib- F- it's like it had a G then an N. It gets weird. Super like super Guido name. I can say that my last name's <laughs> Savona. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let, me,
2: let me let me look this up and see if I can butcher this. As well.
1: Right. Like um, he's. But this is his. This is the cinematographer for this movie, and he's done a ton of Flanagan's projects with him. He did Doctor Sleep. He did. Uh, he did. Or he did Ouija Origin of Evil. Uh-huh. He did Gerald's Game. Uh-huh. Like this is a guy who works um, with Mike Flanagan like on a regular basis, and we get two guys that are one hundred percent on the same page and working in tandem. Here we get amazing camera work that. Again, the camera work lends to the unsettling aspect because you're just as likely to get this slow pan where something changes quickly as you are to get like this smash cut
0: mm-hmm. where
1: just everything's completely different. And that, that combination of camera work and editing that we get in this film is, is great. Uh, and so that I didn't really like when I when I was looking at this, like I'll usually look at cinematographers and I'll like poke around and see if there's anything else I recognize that they've done if, if I don't know their name. But when I saw how much this guy had done with them, it started to make sense why we see so many of these things kind of pop back up. But there's there, it, it's, it's an evolution every time. There's always a step better. And it's got to be because these two guys understand how to work together so mm. well. Um, and so I did want to make sure I throw his name out there because, mm. like I said, I just went and, and found him um, last night and just amazed at how much they've done together.
0: Nice. Andy? Um, four. I'll give you four. The first time I saw, I saw Oculus in 2013 without knowing uh, who Flanagan was. Um so I saw I saw it at the Midnight I saw it at the at the Night Owl Movie Theater in downtown Miami of all places. <laughs> I think I was the only person in there. Nice. Um, <laughs> um so so um I didn't know who he was when I saw it the first time and and I enjoyed the film um it wasn't until I want to say like maybe two or three years later that I saw it again um, that I knew who Mike Flanagan was. The second uh, you you presented, David, you you told me about Midnight Mass and mm-hmm. I had no idea. I, I had no idea what it was. And I and I started watching. It. I said, why do I like this so much? <laughs> <laughs> you know, And again, again. Yeah. And and then so one of one of my one of my all time favorite movies is all is The Shining. OK, I was so worried that, that Dr. Sleep was just going to like, was going to ruin it, but no, that it it was so well made. It was just a little bit, a little bit below exceptional, you know? So, so I, I, I go, I go to, I'll always go back to Oculus, you know? Um, I, I haven't seen Gerald's game and, 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 and I'm sure that they're, and I haven't, and I'm looking forward to the fall of the House of Usher. And there are other things that I haven't seen by him, but, but.
1: Watch Hush. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, oh,
0: man. Wow. Okay. But, but I'll go back to Oculus and, and it, it feels like, it feels like, uh, even if it was, even if it was, as you, as you say, David, that it was one of his earlier pieces, really it was his introduction to, uh, it wasn't an introduction to the horror genre, but 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 oh, and the other one, um, Ouija. I thought that that was just going to be another popcorny type movie, but it wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and and so and so. Going back to Oculus, it, it's it's. I'm not going to say it's a. It, I'm not going to say by any stretch of the imagination it's a masterpiece, but it's a well done movie. It's a well written movie. It's a fun film. You know, and I will say this: there is one there is one positive note in the film.
3: <laughs> Do tell. Right?
0: Do tell right, right when she's choking her daughter, <laughs> and he looks. She looks at her, says, and she says her name. I think Kylie was her name. Kylie was that the name, mm, the daughter's name? Am I right. wrong?
1: Uh, hold on, I, uh, Kaylee,
0: Kaylee, Kaylee. Kaylee yeah. She says Kaylee, and at that moment, you say, oh and bam, dude comes and blows her away. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like,
0: "Dude, I mean seriously, I mean come <laughs> on." <laughs> so yeah, I I gotta say, I gotta say that that um. Back when I was a kid in the 80s, uh, um, we would watch horror films and we knew that the reviews were going to be bad always right. um, for whatever reason. But we still enjoyed them. They were popcorn and we had a good time, you know, but there's 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 a difference now. I would say from about the middle of the from about the early, I will say 2005, 2004 to now, it's really Horror filmmaking—it there, there's there, there's there's an art form to it. There's the it, it's it's not just to get your tip your typical jump scare. It's 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 amazing it's amazing camera work, you know. And 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 yeah, you'll you'll get your you, you they'll always revert to like oh uh, the thing in the corner that's a shadow who looked it moved you know oh I'm scared you know type situation. Um, but but even if you're gonna throw that in there, there are other aspects of the filming itself that just make that just make it it's not a movie, it's a film. It's what it is, it's art, you know? And and that's why I like that's why I like him.
2: Um man, you know, I, I have to kind of mimic what you said there. This is an early effort but it's no less than what came after, I think. Uh, is, is it as refined? No, um, but his DNA is there. And there's, there's something about like raw talent that when, when you continue to push, like, yeah, things get better and better and better. But when you have that raw talent and you've done something with it before, Right. Uh, we we talked about this when we did um, our our back to back, you know, our double feature with Ari Aster movies. Yeah. Right. There's there's like raw talent there. But he spent years making short films before yeah. he he moved into making Hereditary. And that's present here, too. You know, yeah. Flanagan not only made short films, you know, a handful of short films uh in in film school and, and independently, but he also worked as a as an editor for many many years between that time where he was in film school and then released absentia and then very shortly after this this is a guy who knows his craft and and brings to the table something entirely unique when someone can sit down and, right characters that are multifaceted because that's one of the beautiful things about Mike Flanagan's movies. And, and it's no lesson here. Every single character feels like a living, breathing person. Um, what, one of the rules of, um, literary and critical analysis is that you don't treat characters like people because they don't have the same motivations as people because they are devices from an author. Right. Um, I don't know that he sticks to those rules. Right. I, th- I, I think that he breathes life into these characters that he writes uh, because Kaylee and, uh, and 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 Tim are, are, are they feel like real people. Yeah. With with, with mm-hmm. real with, with real problems, aside from mm-hmm. the fact that their parents went fucking nuts. Yeah. And, and you know, aside from like that bullshit, like they also have their own stuff going on. Yeah. They're real people. The way they handle problems are like very real. The kids went next door to the neighbor, you know, like that's that's a real way for a, for a child to solve a problem. You know, uh, calling the boyfriend and saying, hey, make sure you call me every hour, you know, that sort of thing. And then he shows up when she's not answering the phone. Like that's that's all very real, even uh, a a character as insignificant as the boyfriend, Mm -hmm. whose like real only purpose in there is to die yes um, and and to help her get the mirror in the first place right i mean he he, he may as well be a mcguffin right mm-hmm. um he's like multifaceted, right yeah uh, i mean it also helps that you know he's, he's a great actor i love one tree hill you know? <laughs> uh i i was right. watching this with stephanie she was like is is that one tree hill i'm like yeah that's one tree hill really? uh yeah uh and, and so like it, he brings these guys to life. And so because he knows the the, the inner workings of these characters, the same way that the mirror knows everything about these characters, right? He can help bring them to life when, when they're, when they're acting. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if he's the kind of act uh, director that sits there with his actors and says, now try this take, now try this other take, or if they just kind of sit down and do table reads and he, drops little hints here and there of possible motivations i don't know what it is but whatever it is that he does it works every single time and it works here and it works here too
1: yeah dude dude has not
2: missed yet ever he hasn't missed ever and and then finally when you're editing your own work as as like i'm a musician for, for, for 10 years, I, I, I played in a heavy metal band where we, um, you know, wrote, recorded, produced and edited our own music. And we did it all in-house because you come to know your work intimately. And when you have a producer or an editor sitting there and doing it for you, like we tried that, it didn't work. It didn't sound the way that it sounded in our head. And when you're a director with vision like Mike Flanagan is, you need to do it all. And fuck yeah. it, the guy can't do it all.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and that's that's exactly what we fell back on when we did Hereditary Midsummer. It's like this guy, he's gotta do it because he singularly knows every aspect of, of yeah. what he's looking for. And yeah, you're right. That's that's what Mike Flanagan does time and time again. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. Is, he's yet to miss. Like I have, I have no reason to doubt that any future Mike Flanagan project mm-hmm. will will not be great because he's he's just been he's he's been incredible so far. Yeah. And so as we wrap up, we're going to reach that point now where we do need to rate this movie. Now, just a quick reminder to anybody out there listening, we do only rate a movie against itself. So what we do is we create a unique rating system for every movie. We don't do stars here. Everything's got its own. So we are only looking at this individual movie. And we are going to leave it up to Andy to pick what we're rating this movie. So Andy, we're rating out of a possible what this week?
0: Um, I'm going to take a couple of ideas and say bloody crunchy light bulbs. Bloody crunchy
1: <laughs> light bulbs. God, what a scene, man. Oh, what a scene. That's the one that hooked me when, yeah.
2: when the trailer was first released. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the All one. All right.
1: So we're looking at Oculus. Out of five possible bloody crunchy light bulbs, Andy, what do you give this movie?
0: Um, I'm going to give it four and a half bloody, crunchy light bulbs. I'm only going to, I'm going to give it that half or not give it the half because, um, I watched it three times and I had, um, and I went down the rabbit hole a few times and that upset me, you know? So, so that is the only reason that I'm going to give it four and a half. You know, uh, I may change my mind later because I'll probably watch it again. So so four and a half bloody crunchy light bulbs.
1: All right, Dave.
2: Um, You know, I I mentioned this earlier. The unanswered questions don't bother me for this movie. Sometimes I think that there's so much left unanswered, that there's so much that you're unsure about that you can't enjoy the movie anymore Mm -hmm. or a movie that is so unsure of its identity that you can't really enjoy it. And even though, like we said, there is a lot of ambiguity here. I feel like the ambiguity is intentional and it is effective. Mm -hmm. And I don't question what it is that's going on. And so I understand why Andy would take away uh, a half a bloody crunchy light bulb because... (laughs) That is something that occurred for him. It doesn't occur for me. And I mean, it's possible that I watch this movie again and then it does happen (laughs) where I'm sitting right now. I mean, this is fucking Mike Flanagan firing on all fucking cylinders. It's uh, I mean, it's damn near perfect. I can't I can't think of a reason to take anything away. And, and, and I guess that that's that's why I'm going to give it five bloody crunchy light bulbs, because I can't think of a reason why.
1: I am I, I'm very torn here, right? Like I've been I've been back and forth with this one a lot, but I do think that Andy articulated kind of what was setting with me weird about this movie, and that is that. There there are a couple of unanswered questions that if I think about too long, it it does start to bother me. Um, And like I said, is it but it's definitely not a whole star's worth of that. Um, Everything else in this movie is extraordinarily well done. uh uh, we've we've talked about all of it Uh, there are there are scenes that stick with you you know the bloody crunchy light bulb the 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 scene at the end when he's just get putting when he's getting put in the cuffs and by the way Dave you mentioned earlier that like people criticize that ending I can't I can't even imagine criticizing that it's a fantastic
2: ending it's so good I mean it's not a happy
1: ending no you know there's no final girl moment but yeah.
2: like, fuck, if it's not a great ending, Right.
1: Um, and so I just there there's so, so many things that are done well. I am going to go with four and a half bloody crunchy light bulbs um, like for the same reason as Andy. There's there's there there is this. It's just it's just there. there's a lot of really good ambiguity here but maybe it's because I've seen it three times. So some of those things mm-hmm. do start to kind of wear right. on me mm-hmm. um, as to not being able to figure them out. Because like I said, this time around, I sat out to watch it with the intention of kind of answering some of those questions. Mm-hmm. And then when I couldn't, maybe that's, what's costing it. That, that, that half a light bulb this mm-hmm. time, because I did have a, a a purpose in trying to figure out some of these questions. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do want to know the, the actual origins of the mirror. Maybe I don't maybe, but after three times, I'm just like, ah, oh, goddamn. Like I just, mm, you know? And so I, I am, I'm going to go with four and a half.
2: All right. So there you have it. Uh, four and a half, four and a half and five, I guess that's going to stay at four and a half bloody crunchy light bulbs because, uh, we don't math here. Correct. Well, sugar. <laughs> uh, and and I, and I think that that's that that's about right. You know, I, I think yeah. that that's that's where this movie should be uh, any lower than that. And I, I would have started flipping tables. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm OK with this. Um, so thank you so much, Andy. I'm glad that we were finally able to uh, to, to, to get this uh, together. Thank you so much for all of the guests that participated in our summer movie fan fest. Uh, Daniel, what, what a fantastic idea, dude.
1: It, it it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was, it was good to get on, you know, the regulars, Andy and ish, but it was fun. Thank you to, uh, to Nick, to Hannah, Michael hunger. I, I mean, everybody who, um, uh, uh, your sister, Lisa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, for coming on, for suggesting these things, it's, it's, it was a lot of fun to do this. Um, to anybody who follows us on the socials, we are back now. So the, the 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 haze of, of booze and, and sun that was summer break <laughs> is, is quickly winding to a close. So we are going to get back to, to scheduling some stuff out. We've got some ideas for some stuff that's uh, coming out. Um, to the people who have messaged us on Instagram, um, I have I have not personally watched the Pearl trailer yet, but it's because I have not watched X yet. So I didn't want to watch is the, the Pearl trailer the, out. The Pearl trailer is out, yeah. Um, oh, we, we got we we got a couple messages like we got tagged <laughs> on the Pearl trailer by a couple of our fans, and nice and just so to anybody listening, um I have not personally watched it yet, but we do have X coming out. We are gonna be doing X the week before Pearl comes out. We're working on a calendar. We might wrap a couple more people back in. A buddy of mine's got a new album coming out, so we're going to have him on an episode around the time that's coming out. We're going to get back to intentionally planning kind of some of these things so they work out uh, calendar-wise. If you're looking for our social media, you can find us on everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at ShiverPod and we i try to post funny memes occasionally there's a titty up there like if you're lucky um (laughs) and and i do try to post up um a monthly schedule reminders of who we're gonna have on stuff like that so check us on the social media at shiver pod
2: so look out for all of that because we got some very exciting stuff uh headed your way on behalf of all of us here on shiver right you very much